I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 710 ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And we're getting you set tonight with all the wagering and fantasy information you need for the NBA, MLB, golf, and yes, March Madness. And tonight's edition of Bet LA with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA, the man who joins us each and every week. How grateful are we? Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com, joining us now on Bet LA. Looking ahead to tomorrow's matchups, we've got uh, three game. well, actually, four games on the slate. Unfortunately, here's the thing, Jack. I, I can't wager. I, I can't wager on Princeton because they're in New Jersey. <laughs> it is a problem. Yeah, I don't know what the Northeast was thinking. When you're in New York, you can't bet on New York's team. I've, I've looked for Iona and Canisius and some of those teams before, and yep. I always, if I'm in New York, I have to remind myself that a lot of the Northeast markets have put to where you can't wager on the local teams. What's so silly, as you know, is that if you're in New Jersey, it takes about five seconds to get to New York, and you bet. So if you're trying to do something shady, it wouldn't you wouldn't have to go far to get that done. Vice versa, you know, before New York became legal, um, this is a really, really, this is a great story. Um, So before New York became legal, the Sunday morning on Sunday morning, you know, before Sunday NFL, uh, it was this mass exodus of people jumping on all kinds of public forms of transportation, whether it was the path, whether it was the ferry, whatever the case, an Uber. They would come into New Jersey and they would go to Starbucks. Starbucks would make a killing on NFL Sunday mornings because you had all these New Yorkers who would come to New Jersey and hang out at the Starbucks, have a coffee, use their Internet, put their bets in and then go back to New York. If I I had a nickel, Anita, for every time that I got off an exchange and was working my way up the elevator from the subway that goes under the river there, and trying to get bets in before I, I could. And there's literally nothing, nothing to do. Every once in a while, there'd be a festival in exchange there, uh, but nothing else going on. And having to figure out how to get outside the thing and get around over by the restaurants to try to get bets in, I could retire right now because I was doing exactly that same thing. The uh, World Trade Center, you know, that's where you catch to go. I would go catch at the World Trade Center, go over to exchange. And then bet my stuff. So yeah, those those habits. Thankfully, you don't have to do much anymore. But yeah, they certainly made for a lot of New York City tourists finding their way out around that area. So uh, so that changed obviously when New York got legal, and hopefully LA. I keep on. I'm on Mason in Ireland uh, once a week, and I'm always like, LA, stop being so 2000 and late, man. Get legal. What's up? What's up? But anyway, let's let's dive into these uh, the, the Friday slate of games. Let's start first and foremost. San Diego State going up against Alabama. 
Uh, Alabama favored by seven and a half. The over-under is 137 here. The San Diego State defense is really, really good. I'm leaning towards San Diego State and getting the points, even though I do believe Alabama is going to win. What say you, my friend? Yeah, I think it's good to reset before we head into, uh, obviously, this weekend's actions. And the reality is, we talked about this before, number one seeds have won the last six tournaments in a row. So for all the parity we talk about in college basketball, number one seeds have gotten it done, at least in recent history. The last non-number one seed to win it all was Villanova back in 2016. They were number two seed. So when you're talking about pulling upsets this round specifically, be careful because number one seeds that typically get here do a really good job. There's a couple little subsets on that also, Anita. Number one seeds in these Sweet 16 games are on a 16-8-1 and one run against the spread. So if they survive opening weekend, they typically in this round do really, really well. The other kind of number to look at, you're talking about teams that get hot at the right time and have the equipment to get it done. Houston and Alabama are two teams – that have over 28 wins and teams over 28 wins cover the number almost 60% of the time in this sweet 16 round Houston 31 and three before the, the tournament 29 and five for Alabama. So those are two teams I'm not going to try to get in the way of just based on recent history. Uh, go ahead and give me Houston minus the points. And I'll tell you another little uh, thing about that game. Calvin Sampson, even going back to his days in Oklahoma, this dude, is really good at coaching this time of year, and he does it with defense. He's a defensive-minded coach, really, really good. They are an unbelievable team when they hold teams to under 60 points. But if you look at Sampson in his tournament games, he's coached in 16 tournament games. He's 11-5 and to the under, so almost 70% of the time when Kelvin Sampson coached teams play in the tournament, they go under the total. So I this total is up a little bit from where I thought it would be because of what I thought the Houston defense would be able to do. That tells me that the line setters think Miami's going to have some offensive success. But with those type of numbers, I'm not fading Houston minus the points, and I'm not fading the under. Give me Houston minus the points and under the 138 and a half. Okay, but I'm, and, and I may have missed this. What's your play with San Diego State and Alabama? Oh, I'm sorry, Anita. My God. You know, this is what happens. When I'm sitting here talking about <laughs> New York and New Jersey and going to exchange I'm and like, figuring out how to bet when I'm in a state I'm not I'm like, in. Wait a minute. About- did I miss did I miss his Alabama play? What was no. I doing? Was I daydreaming somewhere? What's going on? I, I you could drug test me now, too. There's no drugs going on. This is clean sober. I went in and broke down the the other game that we were probably gonna hit on anyway. Yeah, Alabama, similar situation in that. I'm not fading the number one with the numbers we just talked about. I'll go ahead and lay the point. You're exactly right with the San Diego State's defense. Their offensive rebound numbers are off the chart. But athletically, Alabama, I think, will get get this done. And I do love number one seeds in this round. So give me Alabama minus the points. Interesting. So we're on opposite sides here. And I'm also as great as San Diego State's defense is, especially their perimeter defense, holding opponents to 29% from behind the arc. I still like the over here just because I think Alabama is going to dictate pace. The over-under is 137. Do you have a play there or no? No, I don't. If you you hold a gun in my head, yeah, I go over the total. I do think Alabama athletically will get there. I like the opportunity for second-chance points for San Diego State. And and I also think as we get deeper into the game, if I'm right – 
and Alabama does draw off, their their defense, especially when they get a big lead, seems to be the side of the ball that they suffer a little bit in. They'll give up more layups, more backdoor cuts, more second-chance points, because San Diego State, they are what they are DNA-wise. They're going to hit the offensive boards. So it's it's a, a, a bigger margin for error as far as getting more points late if Alabama does what I think they're going to do, which is draw off a little bit early. So, yeah, I would go over the total if he made me. You already broke down the Houston game, uh, the Miami the Miami Hurricanes getting yeah. seven and a half. Listen, I, I like this Houston team. I've got Houston coming out of this bracket. I do believe they win, but I love this Miami guard play. Um, and so I, I, I think they cover this number. I'm going to take Miami in the points, but you're on the opposite side. I am. And you know what? I love the New York Jets or the New York Giants this year when they happen to play in early November. I mean, that's, that's basically what I did. You ask me about one thing, and I go off on a totally different tangent. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave leave the football out of it for now. But no, you're, you're exactly right, Anita. I, I think that the number one seeds typically flex their muscle if they've gotten to this point. And by the way, we shouldn't be surprised, Anita, that the two number ones that are gone – or the, the, the number one that, are, that is gone in Purdue and actually Marquette also upset early rounds. You know, teams that, that have entered the season unranked and then ended up – being a number one or number two seed, none of those teams, so unranked preseason, high expectations toward the end of the year, number one, number two seed, they are literally have not made a final four ever in the history of the tournament. Purdue not ranked preseason, Marquette not ranked preseason, but I do think these two number one teams we just talked about, they're the most equipped to make a deep run. And as we talked about, all the last six champions have been number one seeds. So I think both of them get it done here and uh, we're on the opposite side versus the number, which is really all that matters. Uh, but I do like both of them to cover and win. All right. Uh, Princeton going up against Creighton. Love this Creighton team. Uh, in half my brackets, I have them upsetting Alabama and coming out of that South region. Uh, so uh, so I'll, I'll lay the points. Uh, and, and they're pretty hefty. It's nine and a half. I just think, you know, Princeton, they beat Arizona. They beat, they beat Missouri. But both those teams had flaws. I just don't think this Creighton team has a lot of flaws. I think they're extremely balanced, great interior and perimeter defense. They force turnovers. Uh, they're a good free throw shooting team. So I'm going to lay the points with, with Creighton. Also, um, uh, the, the over-under is sitting at, um, at 132 and a half. Uh, do you have a play in this matchup? Yeah, you know, and also experience. You know, we don't talk about that enough, but Creighton's a team that's gotten there and done some damage in the tournament. I've been watching Trey Alexander play the, the Creighton guard since he was in the eighth grade. Watch this kid grow up and really mature as a basketball player. Still takes ill-advised shots at times, but they are, they're very solid top to bottom around the roster. Chris is one of those stories most teams don't know. Most people don't know anything about. They know they're from the Ivy League, obviously. We talk about them not having uh, basketball scholarships or athletic scholarships in the Ivy League. That's really not exactly right. No, they don't have athletic scholarships, but they do get scholarships. They get money to go to school. My son was recruited by all of those schools uh, to play football. Um, the one thing I would caution people about, number 15 seeds in the tournament, when they get to, sweet, to the Sweet Six, 16 round. And there's only been three of them that have done this in recent history. They're 3-0 and against the spread, Anita. Even the ones that don't win, which are most of them, they do cover the numbers. So they tend to show up, circle the wagons a little bit, and outperform the market because the general public, which we're getting new betters every single week into the, into the United States, they don't know how to bet underdogs. They don't know how to factor in line. So you're not getting much value playing 
favorites in exactly this type of role. Team that's been there, team has a big center, has a guard play that's experienced against a team nobody knows anything about. I think there's a little bit of value with Princeton here, plus the numbers. I said 15 seeds have covered uh, all three of their attempts in the Sweet 16 recently. I also would lean toward over. I think a lot of the general public will push this number under uh, because of what Princeton does. Not a lot of flashy offense. And Creighton, not necessarily an up and down the court team. They'll set it up in the half court as well. So I think there's a value going over in the total and also Princeton plus the points. Last but not least, uh, you've got uh, Xavier going up against Texas. Texas favored by four and a half. The over-under is 149. What's your play here? Yeah, you know, this is one of those, they need a picking teams to win these tournaments or win the Super Bowl before the season or before the tournament. Very difficult to do, but I've been on a really hot streak. I had the Rams for LA fans two years ago to win the Super Bowl at almost 30 to one preseason. I had Philadelphia this last year to win the Super Bowl. They were 25 to one. And I had Texas, excuse me, I have Texas at 20 to one for two grand that I've talked about on this show and others that I bet preseason, excuse me, before the tournament started, actually before the big 12 tournament started, I'm not getting off that now. I think they're a very athletic team. Xavier's had a really nice year, but I think the total being almost a 150 as well. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Look for Texas to draw off. They also can play defense at times. They're battle-tested and needed this. After what happened to their head coach and what we, what they went through, them having to circle the wagons and coming out of that really competitive Big 12 conference, I like Texas minus the points here to get it done straight up and versus the number. Fantastic. Uh, great stuff as always. So obviously uh, you're going to be rooting. So so that road for Texas, uh, beating Xavier, beating Houston. Um, who, who do you have coming out of the West? I, I just, I've been uber, uber uh, impressed with, with UConn. Could be the Texas UConn final four. And then, and then what, an Alabama, a Tennessee? Who do you have coming out of the uh, the South and the East? Yeah, the, the only two that I still have going, I had pre before the tournament, Alabama, Purdue. That was a good one, by the way. Purdue, solid, solid pick. Alabama, Purdue, <laughs> Texas, and TCU. TCU almost getting there. Actually, the, the, the worst beat, if you had the other side of that one the other night, uh, with the pickup and he from half court that got there. I was on a plane cheering. Uh, as TCU got there with first of the number. So I've got Alabama and Texas coming out, playing each other, and Texas winning it all uh, down in Houston here later in the month. Great stuff. Really do appreciate you, uh, Jack. Uh, in, enjoy uh, enjoy the games tomorrow and, of course, the Elite Eight through the weekend. All right, and have a great week. Good luck. Hope all your bets win except the ones that are opposite of mine. And I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> you got it. Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com. That's where you can find him. Still a lot more picks, a lot more plays coming your way and listening to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. All right. Uh, let's get you up to speed on what's going on. Uh, in the NCAA tournament, as we know, UCLA going at it with Gonzaga. They are up 51 to 40. So they're up 11 in game wagering right now. Uh, they are favored by eight and a half. So, uh, so there's that. Um, also very concerning, uh, tennis is losing to FAU. So, uh, this is not good for me financially or for my bracket. So, um, yes, if you're scared, say you're scared. I'm scared right about right now. Uh, you know, there's that thing we call momentum. And even though I'm, I'm trying to, mo- I, by the way, I had this discussion earlier today on, on Mason and Ireland. Uh, are you guys, do you guys are aware, like studies have been made where like women are better multitask, can multitask better than women, better than men. Yes. Are you aware of that? Aware. Oh, yes. I have no idea. Right. So, so I mentioned that today on the show and I said, so this is going to be kind of difficult. You know, I'm so invested in the NCAA tournament. I'm going to be watching it, but also trying to host a show. It's going to be difficult, but you know, women are better at multitasking. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I was questioned in regard to that research that has been done. I didn't do the research. It's just, it's something that, um, has been communicated to me. So anyway, uh, the point is I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to multi multitask and I'm trying to host the show while I'm watching and very concerned about this Tennessee FAU game. <laughs> what do you, what, so what do you guys have on in your studio? What are you guys watching? We've got UCLA and Gonzaga on the left TV and we have the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Dallas stars on the right TV. Oh, okay. Hockey. Right. Right. Do you do you do hockey, Anita? I do do hockey. Uh, typically, uh, when we get into the playoffs, I, I think I love playoff hockey. Can't say I I, I and, and it's kind of surprising, right? Because we've got three teams here in New York. Um, I can't say that I really do a deep dive. And and also, listen, there's only so many hours in the day. <laughs> Right. Like there's and so like in regard to like how our sports calendar unfolds, it's just when when we get into playoff hockey. Yes. And and Greg Wyshynski, the puck, da- the, the puck daddy, as we like to call him at ESPN, he'll be joining us on the program. He'll be joining us here on bet when we get into playoff hockey with some picks and some plays as well. So, yes, we, we will get into some some hockey. That's okay. for sure. Um, by the way, uh, the, uh, the Thunder are losing. Are you guys watching the Clippers game? You don't have the Clippers game on? Clippers are up by 10. The Clippers game against is on about Thunder. 500 feet away. Oh, okay. All right. Just want to, just want to make sure you're taking it, you're taking it all in. <laughs> just want to make sure you're taking it all in. So, uh, Kawhi Leonard, 15 points, uh, two assists, one rebound, uh, Westbrook, eight points, four assists. So, um, so the Clippers making some noise up by, uh, up by, well, up by nine now, uh, against this OKC team about seven twenty three left, um, in the, uh, in, is, is it the first or we're in the second one, the second mound, the second quarter by now. Um, all right. Hey, I, I just, I want to switch gears here because Keith Stewart, former, uh, PGA pro and, uh, hosts his own PGA shows 
uh, in and around the New York and New Jersey area. Love having him on the show when he is ears and eyes on the ground. So we are just two weeks away from the Masters, uh, the first major of the season, which, by the way, really excited to announce that I'm going to be hosting a golf show here on 710 ESPN LA starting on April 2nd, the Sunday before the Masters. So it'll be from 7 to 8 a.m., so for all you dudes out there, you like to wake up early, you want to get your round in because you got that honeydew list, you can't get home too late on Sunday, uh, this is the show for you as you're heading to the golf course. So really excited about it and um, a little bit of gambling, a lot of golf content. Um, we'll talk about some of the big storylines, obviously. Uh, Tiger Woods, always um, a, a lightning rod, that's for sure. We'll be talking about what's going on with the live tournament and how that's affecting the tour. I mean, just a plethora of topics we'll dive into, but also it'll be on Sunday morning. So we'll be, we'll, we'll be talking about, you know, what it heading into uh, the final round of the majority of the tournaments that we're going to be covering. So really excited about that. But my point being is, you know, the next few tournaments heading into the majors, you know, nothing exciting because a lot of now is, is, is around the time, like all the really good players are honing their craft but many of them have participated in this Dell Technologies Championship. It's taking place this weekend, and it's it's match play. So it's very similar to the NCAA March Madness Tournament, where you've got a bracket. And so it's, um, uh, it's groups. You've got 64 golfers. You've got 16 groups of four. And the winners advance and go into elimination over the weekend. Anyway, Tyler Fulgham... Uh, Join me earlier this week on my gambling show, the digital show that airs on ESPN Plus, all the digital, uh, all the ESPN uh, social media platforms. And we did a preview into the Dell Technologies Championship. Let's listen in. Coming up tomorrow, mind you, it starts tomorrow, is the Dell Technologies Championship. Now, keep in mind, this is match play. And a lot of times, this is great. They love to, to, to have host this tournament around March Madness. So, if, you, if you're out of your bracket and you're done, you've torn it up, it's in the garbage, no worries. You have a bracket for golf and it starts tomorrow. Uh, this is taking place at the Austin Country Club in Texas. Five days, 64 golfers, 16 groups of four. They play each other. And of course, the top 16 in each group advances into the weekend. So you're talking about seven matches in five days. Okay, so being healthy and fresh is really, really important. This is a Pete Dye course, Parkland style. It's not very long. They've got five par fours that are anywhere between 400 yards. Definitely have to putt well. Um, and you, and obviously really good in match play for, format because it, it takes a certain mindset in order to win. With that being said, Tyler, what are your, what are your par threes? What are your three best bets heading into tomorrow's tournament? All right, let's start with a matchup that we'll see early in the tournament uh, in group play, and that is Jason Day over Adam Spinson. I got the Aussie over the Canadian. Spinson's had a really good season. He's not going to be an easy out for Jason Day, but Day is a significant favorite for a reason. He's been playing some of the most consistent golf in the world. Hasn't gotten back into the winner's circle yet, but Anita wouldn't surprise me if it happened at this event or a major or a big high-profile event. So a Group play match bet. I like Jason Day over Adam Spinson. One of the players I like to make it out of group play is Keegan Bradley, the American. He's in a group with Rory McIlroy, who's the prohibitive favorite. But Keegs is a really good match play. Well, 
Kuiper. He has that experience on the Ryder Cup, on President's Cups. He's a tremendous ball striker, and if the putts are dropping, then he's really hard to beat in match play. The putting hurts more in stroke play, but if you can just get those pars sometime to beat a bogey of your opponent, I look at the way Rory's playing, and he's been up and down this season after a really hot start. I think Keeg's been a little more consistent at the price of plus 310. I'll take Keeg to come out of his group, and then I'm going to throw a dart at a winning player, and that's Max Homa. His price has been plummeting because I think he's popular for a lot of people coming into this tournament. Homa has no weaknesses in his game. He's a good driver of the ball. He's a good, great ball striker, good short game, really good putter. And he relishes these moments, these type of environments that are going to be pressure packed with match play. So shop around and see if you can get a price that's a little bit better than I think now 16 to 1, 20 to 1 at Caesars. But Max Homa is a guy I really think is built for match play, Anita. One thing we've learned, right, in, in, in March Madness is anything could happen. So the bets I'm making are ones of guys that I think are going to make it out of uh, their division, right, their group. I feel that those are, are the most uh, safe bets we can make right now. So I've got three for you. One is Tony Finau getting out of his group, and you get that at plus 150. I think he gets a very favorable draw. Get to Yama, Bez, Morocco. He, th that's part of his draw. I think that he can beat all of them handedly. He can grip it and rip it. And as we said, this is a short course. So his length is going to be huge. I like Hoagie to get out of his group. That's group six. And you get that at plus 240. Um, Shockley is in that group. And, I, and he's favored. Let's be honest, Tyler. His game has not been on point this season. Also, Weiss and Cam Davis are in that group. I just love the way that Hoagie's been playing. I think getting him at plus 240 is some really, really, really good odds. And last but not least, Sanjay M to get out of group 16 at plus 190. Now, M doesn't necessarily thrive in match play, but in looking at his matchups, Fleetwood is in this matchup. And we saw Fleetwood go the distance at Valspar last week. And again, you're talking about seven matches in five days. You're going to need fresh legs. Don't think Fleetwood uh, <laughs> checks that box. And also going up against Poston and McNeely. So Sanjay M, Hoagie, and Finau to get out of their groups. That's how I'm rolling with uh, the Dell match play. Before we let you go, Tyler, um, we've got a lot of obviously, obviously college basketball coming up. I have to ask you in Thursday's slate, what is your favorite, give us your favorite Thursday game before we let you go. I've been fading Tennessee down the stretch of the season. I think they've been playing mediocre, mediocre basketball, Anita, for the past six weeks. So I will Florida Atlantic, and I'm going to play that game to go under because that's usually how volunteer games uh, go. Their one and one against the spread is Tennessee. They barely squeak by Louisiana as a massive favorite in the first round. Then they were impressive, no doubt about it in dispatching Duke to advance to the Sweet 16. But they're seven and seven of their last 14 games. The two games they've played thus far in the tournament, Anita, 113 and 117 points. We got a total of 131 here. I'm gonna go under that. And I think FAU can keep it close since it's a low scoring game. If not, pull off the outright upset and advance to the Elite Eight. Great stuff, Tyler, appreciate it. Have a great night. And it just so happens how great's that. Uh, he could not have been more on point right now as FAU up on Tennessee, 55 to 50. Now, Tennessee is making a run right now. As we know, basketball is a game of runs. Uh, so right now, Tennessee, uh, you could get Tennessee getting the four and a half. How about that? And right now, the momentum, Tennessee has all the momentum right now with, uh, with just about uh, 316 left in that matchup. Meanwhile, Gonzaga and UCLA, Gonzaga has 
gotten this uh, gotten this pretty tight. UCLA is up fifty four to fifty with about fourteen minutes left in the second half. So that's where those games stand right now. Quick break. We come back. Uh, we're going to go out to Austin. Austin Country Club. Keith Keith Stewart, uh, former PGA pro, and uh, now uh, hosts a number of, uh, of of golf shows, some on the ESPN platform, uh, is going to be joining us next. He's there in Austin, and let's take a look at some of the some of the guys we like heading into uh, Saturday. Well, Friday. Uh, there's one more round uh, of the group play that's taking place and who we like coming out of that group play and who we're eyeing to potentially win advance, win in advance and possibly win this bracket come Sunday afternoon. So all that coming your way next right here, bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Time to get you ready for golf. That's right. We've got Keith Stewart joining us, PGA professional creator of Read the Line. Uh, also hosts his own radio show on ESPN 920 AM in New Jersey, The Pro Show with Keith Stewart. And I love to have him on our program when he is eyes and ears on the field. And he's in Austin right now, the Austin Country Club, home of the Dell Tech match play that's happening right now two rounds in the books keith how you doing oh it's been an amazing week so far the weather's been great and um i just it's so much fun to watch these matches take place i was there this afternoon when rory hit that drive on 18 to two feet on a par four it's just it's just it's just an awesome setting it's been great anita I'm sure. I'm sure. Again, uh, Dell Technologies Championship match play taking place in Austin uh, at the Austin Country Club in Texas. Uh, this is 64 golfers. It's five days. It's 16 groups of four. Uh, they each play each other once. The top 16 advances out of that group and uh, head into a, an elimination weekend. So what we're talking about is seven matches being played in five days. So here, so Keith, here are a few of the things that I looked at heading into this tournament, okay? Health and, uh, you know, guys that are healthy, guys that are fresh, uh, guys who perform well on Pete Dye courses because this is a Pete Dye track, Parkland-style track as well. It's not a lengthy track. It's actually quite short, quite short, right? Like five par fours that are 400 yards or less, guys that can putt well, and guys that are good in match play format. And what I also what I find interesting is five of the last six winners have all been Americans, which I find interesting. So those are some of the metrics that I was paying attention to uh, coming in. Any Anything you agree, disagree with, maybe there's something you want to add, um, just out of curiosity. Oh, Anita, you are spot on as usual. But there's one I'm going to add because we still got three days of betting to do, and that is there's a uniqueness about this Pete Dye layout. 13 of the 18 holes have trouble down the left-hand side. And we know these things nowadays. Who doesn't miss it left and who tends to miss it left? So I would make sure as we head into these weekend wagers that you have guys, if they're right-handed, that they fade the ball or the ball moves left to right and it stays away from that left-hand trouble because 13 holes is a lot of holes where you can't miss it left. Pete Dye tells you, hit it straight or miss it on the right-hand side. So 
that was one extra thing that I added, but you're right. Short game, putting, great health, seven rounds uh, in five days. It's a lot of golf. And uh, as we've seen already, um, there's, there's been some really, really great emotional swings in some of these matches. It's been a lot of fun to watch. So, uh, so heading into this, before this all began uh, on, on Wednesday, um, I loved Tony Finau. And I was able to get him to to come to win to come out of his group, uh, group ten at plus one fifty, and so that was one of my favorite plays. I also played him to win this whole damn thing. Sure enough, he's uh, in in two days in. He's two and zero. Oh. He's going up against Kitayama tomorrow. So with that being, let's start right there. Let's start the the big Kahuna, right? Let's start with the guy that I think is going to win. Curious, uh, do, are, are you are, are you on the same page I am with him coming out of this side of the bracket? Um, I do believe that he'll beat Kitayama tomorrow. Uh, your your thoughts on Tony Finau, and have you followed him around the last two days? I saw Tony on Wednesday. Uh, he looked sharp, and uh, I moved away because Tony was definitely one of my outright picks before the event started. So I'm with you. I'm on the Tony train, and uh, it's full steam ahead. Uh, I don't see Kurt Kitayama, in fact, Tony's definitely one of my head-to-head picks for tomorrow. I, I don't see Kurt Kitayama putting up a, a win against Big T at this point. Um, you know, a lot of people have a lot of focus on the Big Three right now, but Tony has played equally well. And we know he's had three wins since last July. So keep an eye on him. At the end of the day, if you can bomb it here and you can score, and we know that birdie your better percentage for Tony, he is one of the best in the PGA Tour. I, I love Finau in that upper bracket. Uh, in, in, we've already seen that Rom can be taken down, and that's the guy that would really stand in his way. So uh, I feel good about Tony. Yeah, so do I. So do I. And, and, and obviously, uh, you know, putting money on him even before the, the, the tournament began. I'm online right now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look at it to see what the odds are for that for that matchup, and I can't find them, unfortunately. Um, all right, so, so let's go through the bracket. It. It's, uh, he's he's minus 135 on DraftKings. That's not bad. All right, sign All me right. up. I mean, could, I'll lay. I'll lay. Considering, <laughs> I'll lay the one thirty-five. Oh, definitely, definitely. Right? It's, yeah, that's uh, not too much juice. 100%. That's not too much juice. That's not too much juice for me. And since we're and since we're on the same page here in regard to Tony Finau, eleven to one. Uh, to win this tournament. By the way, it opened up. I want to say you could have gotten him at like 25, 22 to one. So now it's down to 11 to one. Still some good odds. Uh, so what, w- what would be the, the, uh, the, the track, right? The course uh, for him to get to the finals. Uh, you know, very interesting. You know, I was looking at the matchups for tomorrow. Boy, have they saved the best for last, right? You've got John Rahm going, uh, going up uh, against Billy Herschel. Which do you oh, yeah. do you have uh, you have Billy Ho coming out of that that bracket uh, that that group I mean I had Rom coming out of that group and uh, it was very interesting I was at the Flash interviewing area and Rom said yeah uh, that's going to be an intense match tomorrow and he kind of just chuckled in the John Rom way so I think the two of them are are very very happy to be playing one another with the group. Uh, title on the line um, maybe even a little premonition to what's going to happen over in Rome Italy at the Ryder Cup in, in a couple of months um, that is definitely one of the featured matches tomorrow and it's late in the day it's uh, the second to last match of the day and um, I, I, everyone's going to be tuned in for that one because uh, it's going to be intense out there from the first tee to whenever they end uh, let, let's jump down to uh, Shoffley Shoffley in, is is 2-0 and in his group 
but he's going up against Hoagie tomorrow, um, who's who's 0-2. So, you know, there, there's no shot there. But still, I mean, Shoffley against Hoagie, you know, Hoagie's been having a great season so far. What are your thoughts on that matchup? So on Wednesday morning, I watched uh, that group, those two matches. I went back and forth, uh, the front nine for about six holes. Xander didn't miss a shot the whole time, and Tom Hoagie never made a putt. Tom Hoagie's really struggling with the flat stick, and as you said earlier, match play, you got to make putts. Uh, Xander mm-hmm. looks strong. He's minus 135 head-to-head tomorrow, and uh, I, I would definitely lay that too. I mean, at this point, we know who's going to win these matches. These guys that are 2-0, and like a Xander, like a Tony, um, and there's some other ones in there. Uh, I felt really good about Max Homa. He's another guy. He's minus 135 over Hideki. And, I mean, these guys are just playing really, really good. Uh, X didn't miss a shot the other day. And he, he, was re- he was really, really impressive over Cam Davis. He just kind of wore him out. And um, I do like Xander in that group. Yeah, so just look, looking, at, looking at, again, you know, we've had two, two days in the books. Obviously, those that are 2-0, and feeling really confident about them winning, obviously, and advancing. So who else is 2-0? and Cam Young is 2-0 and coming out of his group. Um, uh, J.J. Spawn is 2-0. and um, As we said, Spawn, uh, go ahead. Spawn's been, he's, Spawn's been really impressive. And after his match, when he sent home Sahith this afternoon, he went back to the range and kept hitting balls. He, he, he beat Sahith five and four, and then he beat uh, Matt Fitzpatrick five and three. He hasn't even seen the end of the golf course. J.J. Spawn has been really impressive out here in Texas. He's been good. Um, J.C. Poston, 2-0. and Andrew Putnam, 2-0. and Taylor Montgomery mm-hmm. took out Spieth today, 2-0. and Lucas Herbert, great putter, 2-0 and in his group. And, you know, he took down uh, Terrell Haddon, and everybody was all over Haddon. And you talked about being healthy earlier. Haddon goes to the range on Wednesday, hits two balls, and says, my hand hurts. And we're all like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Everybody had him at 40-1 to to win the darn thing. And then now this guy's injured, and he's out of the mix. You know, one and done, people had him everywhere. They're just tearing up brackets. Like Princeton was playing him or something. It was ridiculous. So (laughs) it's been a lot of surprises. It's been a lot of fun. But here's my guy. I don't think anybody has played better than Siwoo Kim for the first couple days. He took care of Chris Kirk. He took care of Victor Hovland today. I had him in the upset. And I think Siwoo, who he, he could be a big game hunter. I think that I, I do like Siwoo to, to really go deep in this thing. And you can get him right now at, at plus 3,500 on DK, Anita. So just if you're listening, you might want to sprinkle a little there. I'm just saying. So he goes up against Kuchar tomorrow. And, and as we know, Kuchar is really, really great. Uh, with um, with match play, uh, but Siwoo Kim two and zero. So so just out of curiosity, let's 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 ride through this bracket, right? Scotty Scheffler's two and zero. Um, you know, so so who who do you if, if you like Siwoo Kim coming out, then you have him upsetting Scotty Scheffler and going up against two power, Cantlay. No Homa, Homa in that bottom bottom left bracket. Okay, so you so you have Homa Jason Day. He's got to get through Scotty, and then on the bottom side, Cantley and Homa are gonna are gonna they're gonna run into one another at some point, and Homa's gonna take him down. Okay, so you have you have Homa and Siwoo Kim in your final four. 
on the opposite side, obviously we're all we're both on the same side in regard to Finau. Who do you have going up against Finau in the final four? Is it Rory? Well, I had Hatton, and that didn't come to fruition. So, right. uh, believe it or not, I like I like Keegan tomorrow at plus one sixty five to be the bomb pick to take out Rory. Just Keegan's looked really strong since his comeback on the first day, and he was very very good today. And he he just kind of fits this golf course. And as we all know, I mean. These Pete Dye golf courses are quirky. Keegan's hitting the ball really good. His family's here. He looks like he's in a good space. Uh, it's NCAA tournament time. You know, he's St. John guy and everything. So I, 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 I can't really – I mean, I, if I had to pick somebody in the bottom bracket there that I didn't pick from the start, I think Xander looks the best. And he'll go against Finau oh. in the Final Four. Okay. And so you have, you have Finau going up against – See Woo Kim for the championship and Finau winning. I like that. I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm, covered okay. on, I, I, I'm, I'm covered on both sides there. So I, if that happens, then that means by, by Sunday at noon that, that we're just, you know, we're playing with house money. It's all good. There you go. There you go. Keith Stewart joining us here uh, on uh, on ESPN. All right. Uh, before we let you go, uh, let's take a quick look ahead in regards to the Masters. Uh, just out of curiosity, have you already gone to the window? Um, you know, is, is there a guy or, or maybe two or three guys that you're eyeing that you think are going to make some noise at Augusta in a few weeks? Well, you know what? I tell you, some of the guys that I've been targeting this week and it's interesting. Last year at Augusta, there were seven guys at 20 to one or better. And they really didn't know who was going to win this thing. And now this year there's four. There's the big three in speed. So it's a much more wide-open field to a certain degree. Or some might just think, well, it's going to be one of those four guys. So I think we're going to get some good odds when the board opens up, and we're definitely going to get some really volatile movement. So right now the boards don't really impress me because the guys that are low, they're not moving. And then the guys that are in the middle of the pack, the guys that you really want to look at, you say, oh, is it they themselves, the Homas and the Morikawas, and it's like, it's like, well, I, I want to see what happens. I'm not going to hit any of those guys come Monday. I want to see where I get to on Wednesday. And I'm really interested on the movement with DJ and with Cam Smith. I mean, right now, Cam Smith is at plus 2,000 to win the Masters. And he was T6 in Mexico for Liv, and then he was T26. But he hasn't looked impressive. And DJ's look less impressive. So with all the controversy that's going to be going on, it's going to be interesting if somebody can fly under the radar like a Max Homa, um, you know, like a Jason Day, a guy that really fits that golf course. If you ask me today who's going to win, it's probably Scotty, but we're not going to make any money there. So there's a different story to tell. And I wouldn't be surprised if Finau doesn't do it this week, that he's definitely in contention come Sunday like he has been before over there at Augusta. Yeah, I like Finau a lot, and you could get him at 22 to 1. Uh, Keith, say, thank you so much. Always great having you on the program, especially, I know, long day, more long days coming your way. You're in Austin, eyes and ears on the ground for that Dell Tech Championship match play. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. I need it real quick for your listeners. We get, we're getting bad weather tomorrow. The PGA Tour said we're starting an hour early. So get your bets in early, folks. We're starting at 8 a.m. Central Time, not not the usual 9.30. So we expect some weather, and uh, it should be exciting. Good good to know, Keith. Thank you so much. Again, uh, great to have you down there. 
again, Keith Stewart joining us here uh, on uh, on Bet LA. Still a lot more coming your way. Uh, our next segment, our, or I should say, our next hour. Um, we've got more college basketball coming your way uh, and also some XFL plays as well. Anita Marks with you right here on Bet LA 710 ESPN LA. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now, more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Oh boy. Very disappointed. I've got uh, some disappointing news. Uh, although, maybe there's some folks out there who picked FAU uh, to advance to the Elite Eight. If you did, uh, we'd love to hear from you. I'm really curious. Uh, so, FAU beat Tennessee 62 to 55. 62 to 55. Okay? So now uh, FAU advances, and they take on Kansas State on Saturday. That's right, the Elite Eight at the Garden. (laughs) FAU in Kansas State. UConn earlier today took care of Arkansas, 88-65. to So now they are sitting and waiting for the winner of Gonzaga and UCLA. And right now, that game, Gonzaga is up 68-62. to with four minutes left, and, you know, um, again, Tyler and Brian are producing the show, and in the break, you know, Drew Timmy is just unbelievable. 35, guys, 35 points tonight. 35 points and 13 rebounds. It's been all him. Which makes me wonder how this team got so far with a guy like Timmy just putting the whole squad on his back. But it's impressive. Can't knock it. And prior to the show, uh, I, I like the over here, the over at 145 and a half. Um, and, and a big reason was I, I felt that, that they were going to send Timmy to the free throw line uh, quite often. And sure enough, we have seen that tonight. And, and also, he's just been dominating in the paint. He's just been backing down, backing down. He's got all these sly, cool moves, um, pivoting, whatnot. Uh, and, and I don't want to say they're, they're easy buckets because they're far from it. They're not easy buckets, but he's just been, um, a magician in the paint tonight and making it work for him. So we'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, we've got four minutes left in the game. Uh, Gonzaga is up by six and, uh, and, and, and again, Tyler and I were saying this, this, this has the feel of something that's going to come down to like potentially like the last shot or, you know, Absolutely uh, overtime, yep. right? A final bucket game or, or something like an overtime. So sure. we'll keep you posted. We'll, we'll keep you up to speed on all of that. Um, really quick, I just want to mention some some NFL news and notes out there before we, uh, we, we take our next break. And we come back, we're going to continue to talk March Madness and especially getting you ready for Friday's action. Lee Sterling is going to join us. He covers the, uh, the University of Miami. Uh, men's program uh, better than most, and they're taking on. There's two ones that are still alive: Alabama coming out of the South, and Houston coming out of the Midwest. So, uh, and Miami has to take on Houston tomorrow. So, uh, we'll, we'll get an idea from him just how well he thinks they're going to perform in that matchup. But a few things: number one, uh, Jets still waiting for the arrival of Aaron Rodgers. What would that entail? A trade with the Green Bay Packers. What's the holdup? 
probably the Green Bay Packers feel like they're in the driver's seat because there is no option two, really, unless you're looking at Carson Wentz um, for the Jets. So um, they just traded Elijah Moore to get a number, another second-round draft pick that I think folks are anticipating them to package up for the Green Bay Packers. So the over-under right now in wins for the, Green, for, for the Jets is 9.5. I do believe in, in, and I'm here in New York. I talk to a lot of people who cover the Jets. Many people feel that this deal is going to get done. It's just a matter of time. So if you could jump on this nine and a half right now, I would. There's also some talk and speculation that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to come here and play for the Jets. Not the Giants, but the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I personally think it'll be a poop show. Just my two cents. I'm with you there. Uh, But (laughs) It's it's reminiscent of the Browns, right? Like, didn't we already see this in Cleveland? Yeah, but he here's the thing. He didn't Odell did not want to go to Odell felt like he was shipped to Cleveland to lose and sure enough that's what happened. So he went there with a bad attitude and and then his relationship with with Baker Mayfield was so dysfunctional. This would be a situation where he's coming back to a city he loves New York City and he's playing for a quarterback who wants him. So a uh, little, little different energy here, but still, I still think it'll be a poop show. But nonetheless, uh, I still think that they will win more than nine games. I just think that there'll be a lot of dysfunction uh, that will be taking place here. Uh, also, Ezekiel Elliott came out and said that he has three games that he is, uh, three teams, I should say, three teams that he is eyeing for his next location. Um, I say good riddance. I I did not I never felt that Ezekiel Elliott was the best running back on that Dallas Cowboys roster, but sure enough, they paid him like he was. Um, the Eagles, the Jets, and Cincinnati. The Eagles, the Jets, and Cincinnati. So um, that's where Ezekiel Elliott more than likely could land. By the way, I love Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati is my pre Super Bowl pick even now, as we sit here in. March. Um, and last but not least, really quick, uh, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud had their pro days. Both of them performed extremely well, but CJ Stroud still the favorite to go number one overall in the NFL draft coming your way in uh, at the end of April. So uh, when we come back, we'll kick off hour number three. Lee Sterling will join us on the program. Uh, We'll do a deep dive even more so into Friday's matchups. And we'll keep you posted on what's going on with Gonzaga and UCLA as Gonzaga is up by seven, if not now eight. More to come. Anita Marks with you uh, here on 710 ESPN LA.